What up, guys? Coach Jimmy here with Tech Talk. Today, I have Bam Bam, Taylor, Caitlin. Caitlin's been training with us for a while now. She started with us with our kid program. She graduated. She stayed here long enough, graduated to our adult program. Now she, we're trying to actually find a competitor for her to compete in the Strange Matter Invitational on Saturday. This Saturday, we're going to live stream it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see what she can do and all that good stuff. we got a couple of kids that are competing. Uh, what weight classes are we doing again? We are doing uh, 60 to 70. And 70 to 85, right? Because we bumped up the smaller one. So 60 to 70 and 70 to 85. That's right. Yeah, we, could, we had several people that were interested in 50 to 65. But then when it came down to it, a couple of them, um, like some of them, their families in the military. Dude, Pan's killed this tournament. Yes. Like, hands was, like, that's where all the high-level competitors, kid competitors are going because hands is actually here. They're doing it in Orlando. So it's not here, but... It's close. It's close. It's close enough for the scene around here to drive. And that kind of killed the tournament a little bit. But I think it just sets us up for the next tournament to be really, really good. And when people see the kids getting these scholarships and like the checks and like saying, "Oh yeah, this uh, this is this is it or whatever," like we get to get a chance to get our money back. We're we're getting a chance to let our kids compete at the highest level. They get to try their jujitsu. They don't have to. They don't have to worry about a foot being in the wrong place or. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to worry about uh, silly like giving up points. Oh, I gotta hang on to this foot. They actually get to kind of let go and get let loose and and roll. And they have eight minutes to try to find a submission. You know? Yeah, and it's not over after eight minutes because we're doing the EBI overtime rules. Right. So, like, mm -hmm. there will be a win winner. You just don't have to worry about points. Right, and I think that that's what's going to change the game. I'm, I legit want to turn this into a thing where we start knowing who these kids are. Like, I, this is an idea. This is just something that I've been wanting to do. And that I, want to do. I want to run a few seasonal tournaments. Like, run some tournaments at Stevens for kids. Run some tournaments at Wives for kids run some tournaments here. Like, let's just say two here, two at Wives, two at Stevens, and then take the collective winners and do a tournament here like EGF style for kids. And that way, everybody kind of gets to see these kids as up-and-comers. Uh, everybody kind of gets to see what the other kids are doing. It's going to make kids so much better because they're getting to compete more 
And not only that, they're getting to compete and maybe win money. And or not not win money, but pay for their training so that they get to train more. Which a lot of these things you get to you pay for Naga, you pay for New Breed, uh Copa, you pay for these things, you show up, you get one match, and you're out your hundred and twenty bucks and you have to wait all day long. And I wanna I wanna get rid of that. I, I want these yeah. kids to have a place to compete, to really show so show off their skill sets and uh like be done at a certain time like i don't i don't want it to to last all day long i want them to have fun and then get out of here and maybe win a scholarship towards their gym of choice you know yeah i think that'd be great uh this ain't the time because i know we still we some of the parents are asking questions that we didn't anticipate for Saturday. So I know there's a couple of things I still want to discuss with you. Because uh, I would like it. I know you are really about the pace and let's get this done. You know, that way you're not waiting around all day. But I'm with – I want to guarantee two matches in the bracket. That's me. I would like to do double elimination that way. It's close to home. They're not driving that far. We can still do it fast because it only adds an extra couple of matches. And they're guaranteed two matches. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think if you're uh, like, we're trying to do eight man brackets, if it's five. If it's a full eight man bracket, then that probably might not be as feasible because then you will be there a good while. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like this weekend, I think if it's five or more, we still do the one offs. If it's uh, four or less, we do like the, the double elimination. And the reason I feel that way is uh I, like i said i wanted to be quick i know the parents want their kids to have more than one match but i also want it to be like no no yeah like show up on your a game and because you have a chance this is like a chance for the for like if it's a five-man bracket that's five hundred dollars right and i think the five is where my that was that one's just on the line like i agree with you over five one off below five double I, I think just the five, I feel like it could go either way. I do not believe, without a doubt, that we'll ever have trouble matching kids ever again. I, I honestly, like, we chose the day that Pans was on. And everybody's like, man, you're doing your tournament on the day Pans was. It's like, first of all, they didn't advertise Pans. Like, just to put that out there, they didn't let us know when Pans was. You know how I found out about Pans? I announced my tournament, and Bobby messaged me and was like, hey, you know that's the day of Pans, right? And I was like, nah. He was like, dude, I would be there. We would have some kids there, but I'm taking them to Pans. We're going to Pans because it's close. Usually, it's on the other side of Earth. Usually, so, like the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like the first time that it's been close enough for them to do it. So, and I get it. Yeah. And um, but I'm still not fan, so I don't follow it. I didn't know, so you don't follow it. They might advertise. You just didn't see the advertisement. No, Bubby said that he didn't. Bubby said, "Man, I found out from a buddy they did not advertise." <laughs> word for word, that's what Bubby said to me. He's like, "I didn't even know about it. I just found out about it last minute." Something big like that. Why wouldn't they advertise more? I don't know. They probably don't have to. Word of mouth. 
But anyway, um, so our tournament, I want it to be fast. Yeah. Uh, I, we kind of narrowed down the weight classes this time to like just kind of who was interested because it was it was tough. Like I respect matchmaker makers. I knew it was always going to be tough to fill a bracket, and we scrambled to get this bracket full. But now, now I think we got exactly four in our sixty to seventy pound division. We have five, maybe six, in our eighty-five pound division. I got a parent supposed to message me first thing in the morning. Well, that's what I was gonna say too. Like, it's been hard to make this bracket, but two days out, you're getting last-minute messages from people's their other plans have fallen through, or maybe they weren't sure if they would have the funds, or and now we'll, you're getting messages. So it could still the bracket's still growing. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think that this is going to be really cool. And I think that this is the start of something new. Like, there's not any belts. There's no medals this time around. It's strictly a check. Like, that's your reward. I kind of want to get to where we get sponsorships and they, like, sponsor us so that we can announce them as a sponsor throughout the thing, like, in between matches. And they'll be the ones that sponsor our uh, submission of the night. They'll be the ones that sponsor our uh, our medals or our belts or whatever we, whichever direction. Now, we you saying that submission of night? Are you going to get like an extra hundred for a submission of the night if the kid has it? Um. So I was actually talking to Beard and Chiropractor. Uh, I care about that, and he said he would be willing to do that if we have like a twister or something like that. He said that he would be willing. He just wanted me to know what something like that would be worth. And I was like, their money back. So yeah, I think he's going to do a $100 twister bonus if a kid hits a twister. But Wow. Um, it's funny. No one better to sponsor us. I mean, we all go get adjusted there anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the one that keeps us all healthy. Yeah, your face, is this the first you're hearing about that? That's the first I've heard about it. <laughs> but that's, that makes sense. Yeah. That is great. Uh. So, not only the bracket, uh, with these other kids, you're not offering their weight class, um, but they still want to compete. You're finding, like, some super matches. Like, there's potential, like, Caitlin, you might be able to compete Saturday. Uh, how do you feel going into thinking, like, you might compete compared to, like, one of these other ones, like Nogger or New Breed, and then with a different rule set, like EBI? Because we have dabbled with that. I like it a lot more, because... I'm not pressured by like three minutes and then it's hard to yeah. hard to put it into perspective. I feel a lot more relaxed with these and rules. I agree. I like more time more time to play your game and fill it out. I agree with that. Like there's no rush or anything. And even if you don't get anything within those eight minutes, over time. It's just better than the three minutes and all the points. I just like. Okay. Um, and she's actually, um, she got to play around with it when we did our in-house tournament. Yeah, she was one of the matches. She was one of the matches to kind of see like how our setup was gonna do. Cause I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I go overboard with setup. I got like <laughs> my my setup stuff, dude. Like him just giggles. Yeah. My setups, like, I always want the best, and I try to make everything work 
like so it's professional and I just constantly work that's why these lots and crap always gets changed and then I'm sitting here I'm a perfectionist in a way and but it's like I, I keep wanting to make it perfect and I but I don't want to spend money but I end up spending sp- money spending money and it's still not perfect and it's still <laughs> not the way it is because I try not to spend money so I don't spend I don't go ahead and get what I want to get to begin with and so then when I'm not satisfied with it, I go buy what I want, wanted to buy to begin with. So I should have just went all out and bought what I wanted to begin with and just saved money that way. But anyway, I've been playing with it and doing this stuff, but that it turned out good. It's actually on our uh, the YouTube channel for Tech Center, which we haven't posted anything to that in a really long time. Because now I have to... Yeah. Well, I didn't stream it to the wrong one. I streamed it to a channel that nobody's really subscribed to. that So that we could kind of test it out and see how the production was going to look. So it wasn't bothering people from our other channel. Because we got, we got a lot of subscribers on the Coach Jimmy channel. And I didn't want everybody to get a notifi- notification. And then it like hesitate. or Like the podcast we tried to do live that one time. Yeah. And it was like not wanting to work. And we ended up calling... Uh, Mediacom about it, like, hey, our internet is trash. But so you have some experience with it. Is that why you were saying you liked it better? Did it feel better to you that day, or you just think it's better because, like, you think it, like, you're thinking in your mind, like, I'm not pressured to, to go. Like, what is it that you think makes this better? Is it that experience? Well, going into the EBI rules, I didn't know if I was going to like it. Because it was something different than like the new breeds that I had ever been to, but all in all, I just I like the time the most. Because when you're at like a Naga or a new breed, it's usually about three minutes, and then now you change it to eight minutes. There's just so much more relaxation. You get time to think about what you're actually doing. You get more time to get them tired. Yeah. Which is how Jiu-Jitsu really is supposed to, to how it's designed to work, right? Yeah. So. so for those that don't know, and I know uh, you were asking about it, uh, Jimmy, like the actual EBI overtime rules. Yeah. So it's uh, the potential of three rounds. So we'll start with the simplest outcome. Let's say both competitors get – so. The match has gone its full uh, regular time, whether it's eight minutes, ten minutes, depending on which where you compete at. Which for the kids, we're doing eight minutes. I know Steven, he does ten uh, with the adults. So if it runs the full amount of time, you had the potential of three overtime rounds. If both competitors get a submission first round, that's a submission. That's your win. It stops. It's done. You're over. If uh, one gets a submission and then they also escape because you both get a chance and you can either be on the back or on bar. And it's live as long as the submission, you're threatening the submission. Okay, so if I take the back. Yes. Like, all right, let's say I got I got your back. We're in EBI over time. Yes, you got my back. I submit you with a rear naked choke. Now it's my turn to either be on your back or on bar. Okay, and you don't submit me. You escape. 
It's over. You won. Okay. If I escape in 10 seconds, and then now it's your turn, because I was first. I yes. escape 10 seconds. You don't escape 10 seconds. You escape in 30 seconds. So we ride, those times are is cumulative ride time for three rounds. So let's say me and you both, we're competing, and we go all three rounds. And nobody submits. Anybody. Nobody submits. I escape three times. You escape three times. It's cumulative ride time. Whoever has the fastest overall escape time. Okay. So let's say in three rounds, your escape time, 45 seconds. Let's say mine was minute 10. Well, you won. You Overall, you escape the fastest. So basically, if I escape 10 seconds every time, that's 30 seconds. Yes. And then your time? 15 every time. It's 45. 45. I lost. Gotcha. Okay. What if I escape, then I submit you? So it's, that's so it depends. So let's say we both escape first round. So we're in the second round. You said you escape the first time. So are you okay? Hold on. Are we in the first round still? And then you got the chance to escape first and then submit. Yes. Then it's over. I won. Once a submission, if one submits and the other one doesn't in one round, that's it. It's over. Okay. The one so, with the submission wins. So the first round, if you escape and I escape, we go to the second round. In the second round, you go first and you submit me. Okay. And then I go next. I submit you. That's a submission. Fastest submission of that round. No, it's, it's, over. it's over. It's I'm over. I'm saying of that as round. As soon as there's a submission. But it's the fastest it's submission. It's not right time and submission time. No. It's fastest just fastest submission fastest, for that round. From from my understanding, fastest submission. Once there's a submission, there's going to be an end that round. That was my understanding, too. I was just making sure. Testing me. No, no, no. I was not testing you. See that smile? It was, uh, I literally was just making sure that we were on the same page. Yes. And that I understood it the right way. Yes. Or that you understood it the right way. Because I, as far as I understood is it was, like, if everybody escapes all three rounds, it's who done it the fastest. Yes. Together. All of it. But if it was a submission, it was the fastest escape during that round if both people submitted in that round. But if one person submits in the third round and the other person escapes in that round, like, I mean, if the person that submitted and they escaped, they won. They won. Right. Because they got the submission. Yep. Not confusing at all, guys. And it's actually, really not. Uh, and we can get with the ref beforehand to make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. And I was going to give him two because I bought... Uh, some of that stuff when we run some of our comps on Fridays with the point scale and the little color-coded flipper. We'll give him the color-coded flipper. That way, if they do overtime, he can flip that to decide who gets to choose what. Cool. All right. So I got a, I got a thing for that, uh, a question for that. I did not care about kids doing toe holds or heel hooks. Like, I was game for it. But yeah, we talked about it on podcasts. But other parents and coaches was like hell no um so we're not doing toe holds or heel hooks in the tournament is there anything else that you can think of that there that we're not going to allow 
No. Not with us. My whole holdup, because we talked about this already, was the heel hooks, mainly. Uh, I feel like straight ankles, calf saucers. I'd be a little worried with calf saucers, but not as much as heel hooks. I feel, I'm con honestly, I'm kind of surprised none of the other coaches raise a concern with twisters. You know, I haven't. I haven't heard a word about it to us. I don't think they maybe they hadn't thought about it. I was about to say, I'm good with that. I just feel like that would be a concern that would be raised. I haven't heard about it. Have you heard anything about it? I haven't heard anything. I do think, though, that our ref needs to be very diligent. If vigilant. Vigilant. What did I say? Diligent. Anyway, vigilant in um, watching those matches because if a kid's never been twistered, they don't know when to tap to a twister. So we need to well, make sure that he's very like, oh, okay. Well, I think any of that, when they get into any of their positions, like truck, uh, any laylock entanglement, and they start doing straight ankles and cast saucers, all of that, it needs to be, you know. Well, the cool thing is, is that the person that we have ref in this particular event is Q. Yes. Q is a black belt under Frank Morris. He competes a lot. He is one of like he is one of South Georgia's like I'm if there's a new breed or a Naga, he's at it. Yeah. And um and I, I think yeah. Yeah, he's he's good. And so I think he I think he I've never seen him ref kids, but I think that he is going to be a phenomenal ref. And he's such a good guy. Yeah. I, I know he's gonna be a fair ref. Yeah, I I think he he will be a good ref and represent well uh, I, I think it's a good choice i don't know his experience with ebi that that's why i said i want to make sure we're all on the same page yeah i think that you guys should sit down and literally go over about the attacking which i, I wanted to ask you uh i know you've done some research about this and so something i don't know uh so um switch the camera to you so we can see his facial expression okay i'm ready when is it over? When does it count as an escape? When a submission is no longer threatened. So if I, I'm on the back, I'm eligible for a rear naked choke. You have your hooks in. I have my hooks in. I switch to a truck hook. I still have seatbelt. Still live. Because you still have the back. I'll let go of the back and grab the foot for truck. To go into truck. So, you, are you in truck then? Like smooth transition, you're in truck. No, I just have the toes. I believe until they go turn out of it, belly down, it'll be live. Like if you're, they're still like you still have their back technically. So I believe my understanding is live until they turn belly down, unless you can get in the truck. Unless I get shoulders to the mat, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they turn belly down so turtle and you don't have their back, or if they turn or if they turn shoulders to the mat, they give you trouble. Right? Yes, if you're good. So if you catch truck, it's still live then. Because truck's a submission position. Yes? Yes, but alright, so I just have toes. And I I'm no longer on the back. I got a good truck hook in and I got toes. Leg up, haven't done anything. I just have their toes. And their hips are on the map? Their hips are on me. On you. 
but you don't you have three seconds to get truck? There's a three second transition. So I have to wrap way the attack. Gray area there, right? Yeah, I would say Yeah. You'd have have to wrap up your leg. You have to secure truck or it just keep going. That's how I feel. Yes, you have to secure truck. If you hang out for three seconds and you don't have truck and you're not on the back, it's over. So just because I have their toes in my truck group, it doesn't mean I actually have truck. I should be wrapping that leg up or tying them up and securing their hips. Yes. But with that being said, they should be able to turn out and try to escape or move or get away. I feel like that three seconds, if you're not doing that smooth transition to truck, they have escaped anyway. Alright, that was and, and honestly, question. Yeah, honestly, I don't I don't know about other schools. I, I feel like kids in general, honestly, other schools included. Kids in general, I wonder how much truck they actually work. I mean Well we got uh we got some kids coming from uh Tenth Planet in Orange Park. So those kids are gonna know. They're yeah. gonna know something. And these are these are kids that take competing seriously. Like they, these kids have made conscious decisions not to participate in PANS or IBJJF. Like they are serious about competing, and they want to do the sub-only style tournaments, Tent Planet style, because that's their style of jiu-jitsu. I think this will be some of the kids' first experience with truck and twisters and rubber guard. This will be like their entry, like this will be the first time they see it in live competition. Yeah. And some leg locks. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be amazing. Which I think it'd be great. What do you think about that, Caitlin? I've rolled with a few of the kids because I'm not super big person, so it's easy for me to roll with them and feel comfortable. Personally, I've never been no no kid is trying to hit a truck or a twister on me. But do they know a lot of them? Like, have you guys drilled it a lot? So our kids in our kids program, they haven't. They have not drilled in our straight kids program. They have not drilled it but, a lot. But our competitors in our competitive class have, right? Uh, truck in particular, no. But some of our high level kids that compete on the reg and take it seriously. That will ask a question. I'll show it to them once, and they start doing it. They have already asked me, like, "Can we do truck? Can we do this?" So they are aware of it at least, and know basics, like the idea of it. But the small details, maybe not so much. So the cool thing is, is our school has been open for a long time. I say a long time. It's been a, uh, August twenty second. It's six years that our school has been open. But here's the thing: none of our uh, kids that we have right now with the exception of three in the kids program have been here longer than a year none of them they have they're all brand new because it was like basically like we reopened and signed up all new people after covid we did yeah. and the kids that had been here longer than a year we just put in our adult class but we did we started over that's what I'm saying, except yep. for three, right? Uh, three kids are are the only ones that are still in our kids program uh, that were in before that, which Gabe's one of them, 
Solon's one of them, and then Xander. Oh, well, then we've got a couple because we've got Jason and Chance. Just I named Jason. Jason, Zolan, and Xander, right? Gabe. Oh, Gabe. I know Gabe. So we got four. And then Chance is back. But Chance, Chance. Compete. Yeah. Well, no, Chance, uh, Chance just came back. He took off a whole, like, the whole year. Then he, like, this is the next year. Like, he hasn't been here. It's been a full year. Yeah, it's been a full year. Yeah. So, like, our kids program is basically brand new. I think a lot of them are going to be have their feelings or, or they're going to get surprised. Or We have some, some of our kids are, geez, are they, are their game. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to yeah. do bad. I'm saying they're just going to be surprised. They're going to be like, oh, I got to take this more serious or I got to move and do this better, you know. But anyway, uh, the tournament, I'm, a super, I'm super excited about it because it's our very first one. It's Strange Matter Invitational. I chose Strange Matter because it's literally the most dangerous thing in the universe. It's contagious. So I, I like saying, hey, it's contagious. We're taking over. Everybody's going to want to be a part of this. It's going to be something that is just awesome. Like, it's going to be to the point to where these kids are going to have, like, their own, like, following and stuff. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to turn this into, like, you... If you think, if you know there's going to be an up-and-comer, like, you're going to look at our tournament and be able to decide who the up-and-comers are, especially in, uh, like, South Georgia, especially there. But I'm hoping to make this thing bigger than that and just make the Strange Matter Invitational a thing that, like, kids, like, all over, they're like, oh, I want traction and I want to build a following. This is a tournament that I, that I need to be in. That is my goal with this tournament. Speaking it into existence. Um, so we were talking about the tournament, talking about how hard it was to get together. We're talking about Caitlin competing. Uh put like doing that stuff. Uh, do you have any plans of competing in the future? Yeah. I'm at the point now where uh I'm just like, oh, sure, let's do it. Like, other people in the gym will tell me when they're competing. I'm like, ah, right. yeah, let's do that one. I have no aspirations to be a world beater, but I still have, like, a, a competition book just to test myself and have fun with it. Like, I I don't see myself going in, like, wrecking or nothing. I'm, I'm doing it just test myself, have fun with it, and go enjoy it. You know, like, hey, let's go see what happens. You know? Yeah. Just to con continue bettering myself, you know? And being there to support my teammates too. So I think the next one, I know we got some adults that have already signed up uh, for one coming up. I think we talked about doing AGF in August. That's one poss possibly I might look at AGF. I have myself signed up for the AGF on August 7th, actually. You, you already signed up? I'm, I'm going to get signed up. So that's the one. I think there's a few in the gym that have talked about that one. It's August 7th. Yeah, I know Zach and Jansen want to do it. I was like, why not? Yeah. So. I haven't even heard about it. We, we've talked about it. Me and you? No, I, I mean, I'm, we have been around you and talked about it. Uh, Maybe not to you directly, but you have been around it being talked about. See, Caitlin agrees too. Like, she's. 
So I'm going to be honest, I don't pay attention like I should when it comes to stuff like that. Well, the same thing I do when you start talking to this technology stuff, I zone out. I'm just like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Like, all right, well, what day? Well, when? Now it's documented. August 7th, you got people in the gym talking about compete. Adults. Where is AGF at? I think it's the same thing like the Cobb Civic Center, Atlanta, up there somewhere. Gotcha. So. I've actually competed in the, the Cobb Civic Center before. I've never competed in the same place twice, actually. It'll be different. It'll be kind of nostalgic for me. Going back, because I, I competed there about three years ago. It was my first competition at the Cobb Civic Center. It'll be interesting. Do you enjoy I do. I used to not find it fun, because I only did it for the winning. But now I kind of... I do it for the experience and knowledge, having fun, going out with the whole team together. That's what's that's what's fun. Uh, you've always been a game competitor. Uh, we had before we uh, moved up from the teenagers to adult class, and we had like three different groups and kids. Like you requested, like yeah, can you just move me up to the biggest group? I need to be pushed. Like you've always been a game competitor. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like, because you guys tried to put me in the middle group one time and not the big kids group. And I kind of just wiped. I, I was like, why'd you put me here? So I kind of just I just won the whole thing that day. I was actually the youngest person that got promoted to the adult class. Everybody else was at least 14. And I was 13 at the time. This is true. Yep. But we had to... Uh, we had to move you up because you were killing some of our kids. Some of our kids needed a confidence boost and they needed to, to like experience some wins. And then they had a girl like destroying them. So I was like, okay, it's time to put her with the adults, which is funny because we don't move kids to an adult program until they're 15. So we don't, we don't move kids to the adult until they're at least 15. Maybe 16, depending on their mental, like, health, like, whether they're mature or not. Maturity. Yeah. So, um, and she, we bumped her up because she was just running through our kids, like paper people. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that, well, that's our tournament, guys. Sub only, July 24th. Uh, I'm pretty sure Beard and Chiropractor is going to be sponsoring it. Um, we, we got, uh, as of right now, we got five kids that are doing the 80 pound, 85 pound division. We got four kids doing the 60 to 70 pound division. We may have two kids that are under 50 pounds or around 50 pounds doing like a one off. And then we got Jansen doing a one off. Jansen's going to go, go against a 17 year old. That's 145 pounds. It's been training for a year. So we're we the potential for Kate. And we got the potential for Caitlin. I'm supposed to hear back from one of the other gyms tonight whether they got a person for you. But they but we're doing the one-offs because we didn't have full brackets this time. And we're just kind of like people have kids at other weights that they're wanting to try to get a match. And we're just trying to kind of like 
uh, fill the brackets or, or fill the space and stuff so it feels like a full tournament. But I do not believe that we're going to be doing that very much in the future. We're just going to do better planning and make sure that we're not scheduling our tournament during one of the biggest tournaments of the entire year. Like, you just drop the ball on that. But we picked a day, we pulled the trigger, we're making it happen. We're filling the brackets, and some of these kids are going to go home with scholarship money. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. It's pretty cool to watch. Uh, Another thing is Taylor's killing it with our signups. Our gym has almost doubled in kids again. So uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. And uh, Bam Bam has been killing it with the kids' classes. Like He is the reason the parents are coming back. He's the reason that we're, we're keeping kids in the program. He's the reason I don't have to do it. So... Uh, it's a blessing having you guys, and I just wanted to take this moment to say, man, I appreciate everything that you guys do for Texan. Thank you. And, uh, Bam's going to be running and coaching and running the brackets for the kids' comp. Taylor's going to be our cameraman, unless she wants to pass it off to Trevor. Trevor said he's coming. He just texts me. But then you can commentate with Jimmy. And, uh, <laughs> so, Yay. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> Trevor said he'll pass it off. We're going to need a timekeeper, too. Uh, Day Day said he'd be here, and he doesn't have a one-off match. Cool. Well, we we do have uh, we do have to get some stopwatches because we're gonna have two people doing it. That would be great. And that way, that there's it's not dependent on one person. We can compare the times, and we can write them down and look. And be like, yeah, this is the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and just see what everybody's getting in that way. Because, dude, you get caught up in a match, you forget to push a button. I was I was a timekeeper for an MMA fight before. Ten seconds left, I forgot to clap the clappers. I just 100% forgot to clap the clappers. And uh, and then I was like, oh, shit. Tap, tap, tap. Time. Like, it wasn't long at all. It was like, that wasn't ten seconds. Yes, it was. Watch the tape. But it was, it was good, though, because... Like, I saved that man's life in there. He was dying. Speedy was killing him. So, uh, anyway. That Speedy was mad. No, no. It was the end. It was the very last round. round. So, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, I guess that, yeah. And it wasn't no going all out. It wasn't like they were standing toe to toe. Speedy was on top, just beating the dude up. So, it didn't matter. So, do you want to commentate? And that, what? There was something you said you didn't want to do. Commentate. Yes. Yeah. But I will do whatever wherever I'm needed. I will go. I will fill the spot. I'm a bad commentator, though. I don't talk a lot. I don't just sit there and be like, ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at this. Like, I just... Well, it's gonna... Jimmy will get you involved because it's gonna... It's gonna be like our podcast here where we pull each other into it and ask questions. So he'll keep you involved and ask your opinion on something going on in the match. I try really hard to make this podcast flow. And sometimes I ramble trying to make it flow because I don't like silence. But I have been watching and learning and realizing that sometimes the silence is good because when you say something, you wait for the other person to get their thoughts together and speak. So I'm getting better about it. I'm getting a lot better about it. And um, I'm just, I've literally, I'm trying to learn and just get better at doing this. 
and I'm trying to get better at learning lighting, I'm a student of whatever it is that I'm doing. That's why I try to, I'm a perfectionist, and I just try to make everything better. So, but as far as commentating go, I get, I like watching the matches, and I'm just going to be like, and then I'm gonna go, oh, 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 yeah, he's grabbing his leg. If and it's me and you commentating together, I feel like it's gonna be the blind leading the blind. Because you're gonna be focusing, just watching, and I'm gonna be like, did you see that? Did you see that? Just tapping you the whole time. Hey, look. Hey, look. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, I seen it. Stop tapping me, bro. I know. Like, if y'all ain't watching this, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, that was a flip. That kid literally did a flip. It's like, just stand up. Just stand up. I don't know why he wants to stand up, bro. Why is he doing that? I can just imagine one of our kids competing. I'm sitting in a corner coaching them, and I'm like, man, Jimmy's up there talking crap because I'm supposed to be saying something, and I'm saying the opposite. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no idea why his coach told him that. His coach sucks. No, I'm going to have to talk that. with his coach after this. <laughs> I would never do that. Who did, who did, where did this kid come from? <laughs> Nah, so me, I I have, that's another skill that I've been honing, and I used to be that guy that's like, move your head, move your head, let's go. And now I'm that guy that's like, hey, you're good, step on the ground, move your hips out, move your hand, get your, get your elbow in tight, you know, point your head, all right, now let's wrestle, let's make, let's make them suffer a little bit, put your weight on. I need that hype, man. I'm just going to holler out random words. Broccoli. Spinach. Hedgehog. 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 Now. Go. <laughs> I like, like, because if you're calm, then I'm calm, which I guess is good, but I don't make anything happen. So, but if you're like, go, do something, like, and you're like, hot with me, then I'm like, oh, yeah, let me move with authority. Note to self, you got to smack Taylor. <laughs> Are you ready? I think he really Are did. you ready? Smack, smack. I think he really did. Her next competition, when uh she's getting on the mat, like, hold on. Turn around. Smack. All right, go. <laughs> Y'all remember that time in the cage, though, when you made me angry? Huh? You don't remember that? I do. Thank you. Wait, what? She turned it up. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Oh, you were being so mean to me. You were shoving my face and pushing my head and just like shoving me all around the cage and I couldn't do anything and I was so frustrated and I just got mad and I slammed you that day. Me? Yeah. She blasted you. Say that again for the camera. She blasted you. So basically what happened was she was bullying me. Hell. <laughs> this, ain't, okay. this ain't Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. <laughs> no. Y'all know what that is? No. That's you got to close your hand. I, uh, is it closed? Yeah. What is that? It's Help. this, this, and then this. I'm in domestic violence. This means that my Listen. spouse beats me, help me, I need help, something's bad. So, like, if somebody's, like, doing this symbol to you, like, from out of nowhere, like, they need help. So I don't, okay. So, segue. We always wonder what we're going to say on podcasts. Talking about hand gestures. We're going to go down right. Oh, gosh. This uh, I just saw this in the news, and oh God. I, what? I said, "Oh God!" Last time he did this, uh, yeah. he sent me down. I sent did. me down a rant. No, okay. So this is hand gestures. So it was a. I think it happened like a Disney World or something, and uh, this kid 
took a picture with someone dressed up in one of the outfits. I don't know who. I'm say goofy. I, mean, I, I don't know. Just, just one of Disney outfits. Anyway, uh, the Goofy character made a hand symbol that stood for Watt Power. And it was someone of a different different ethnicity that they took a picture with. And they found two different pictures of this occasion happening, the same Goofy character. But this hand gesture is the same symbol that we use on the circle game. Circle game. Oh, it means okay. Yeah. So oh. it has it has a, a white power connotation. It has a circle game, and it means okay. So I actually did research on this because I'm like, we play this circle game, and I don't want someone thinking ill of me when like, we're just playing the game, dude. I don't. So, no, I did research. You know what it came about? It was a uh, some tr like trolls, like they created fake news saying that it was a symbol for white power. Right, that's well, what they, I was facing to say. But then and I think people started actually using it, and it, like it, fake news start becoming real news. But the people that started using it for real was doing it out of spot, like, oh, y'all say we use this, ha ha, we're gonna use it. But it started out as fake news, and it, I just thought it was crazy. Yeah, I remember when they they I remember when they were saying that the OK symbol yeah is like white power and I'm like no it's not no we play the circle and, uh, yeah and and then I remember when that come about and then they had to retract what they said because they were saying that they had uh, like Republican uh, party doing the symbol and it was a, a white power symbol. And said it was a white power symbol. Tried to catch her. She was being crazy. She was being crazy. But anyway, they they were saying there was a white power symbol, and it was like spreading propaganda about yeah. it. But then it come out that these people had just said something to basically make make something up. And then I didn't realize that they had actually started using it though. I thought that it was like no, no. They started using it. It's nothing to laugh about, like the whole situation. But they started using it, like making fun at the people that started, started, started it. Goofy got fired, though. Long story short. Yeah, whoever, whoever, whatever it was, they got fired. So, that's crazy. All right, so well, we asked. Well, hold on, before, oh. I know you're about to ask, but you asked me specifically about competing, Taylor. You have any thoughts about competing again? I do not. I don't think I want to. I don't know. I've done it a couple of times and I just, I don't know. It causes me so much anxiety. Like the build up to that point and actually getting out there causes me so much stress and so much just like Even more to do it. turmoil. Even more of a reason to do it. So <sighs> take anxiety medicine like I do and then just wing it. Like no ego. I'm just like, oh, hey, if I can submit it, I can submit it. But let's go do this. Let's have fun with it. I mean, I know yeah. I know how you feel with the anxiety part because I get really bad anxiety when I'm at a competition. Once I get out there and I, I do what I need to do, even if I win or lose, I still feel better. See, I didn't. This last one that I did, I had anxiety the whole time, all the way up to the point that I done it. And usually, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. We're here. I'm doing this thing. But I did not even want to go out there. So my anxiety, I am nervous or anxious up to the point 
of us getting on the ground. Because going in is someone, a stranger. I don't know what they know. They don't, we don't, we don't know each other. So I don't know what they don't know, what they do know. So until we get hands on each other and start uh, scrambling and uh, wrestling and getting on the ground and my mind gets into the moment then, then I'm okay. Like even if I'm losing and they're on top smashing me, I'm okay. Because now we're like, now we're good. Now we're having fun. Now we're doing this. And see, I don't know how to tap into my aggression either. Like we were just joking about how he makes me angry and, you know, I blast him. But anyway, I don't, I don't get like aggressive with people ever. Like even when I'm competing, what are you laughing about? Hit me. Oh my God. (laughs) You made me have a whole meltdown. Dude, I asked her to frog me in the arm. It's like, just hit me in the arm. Frog me. She's like, I don't think I can hit anybody. Oh, yeah, you could. Frog me. I pointed at my arm. I was like, just frog me. Hit me in the arm. She's like, no. I'm like, hit me. I started sweating. And she was like, no. And I'm like, hit me. Just just go. Like, punch me right here in the arm. Go ahead. And she was like, no. No. I'm like, you, you can do this. You can. And she says, no. And then she says, hit me. And I was like, pow. Hit me. Hit me. With no hesitation. You told him to. I did tell him to. I did. But I was like, he didn't think he was going to do it. I didn't. I still wasn't really able to hit him, though. I did hit you. Yeah, she frogged me. She hit me like three times. And I was like. We got to work on this. You no, turned you it did. Up. No, you did not. You told me that they were good punches and that I could really pack some power in them. If you actually hit If somebody. I tried. Yeah. You told me that I had solid technique, sir. So you remember so, when I was yelling. Like, I can't remember. Talking about you don't know when to turn it up. You were on the mat rolling. So when I was in the sauna and I was on the phone with you and I was oh. hollering, like, that was because he was trying to hurt me. But you say you didn't know how to turn it up. I was watching you. You had turned it up. I'm like, hold on, Jimmy. <laughs> I had to poke my head out in the sauna. Like, did you just really do that? That's funny. Like, you remember this? I do. Yeah. I remember this because, uh, you, told you know. You to knee bar him. You know. You know. I'm a bad influence. I did tell her, like, knee bar. Hey, he come to two classes after that, and I didn't see him since. And you know what? He rolled with her again the next class, and his his mom's was in here and was like, you going to let that, that girl? Was the time. That was the same time that his mom came. Uh-huh. I was nice the, the next time. She was nice. What oh. did you say? I remember, it's it's really hard for me to just tap into my aggression like that. Yeah. It, it's not like I can just flip a switch. But when somebody makes me angry while we're rolling, they can really tell. Because I'll get very, very forceful. There was one. There was one time when I was rolling. I got so mad at this guy. He was about 50 pounds heavier than me. He was, he was about 150. I I submitted him about five or six times. He was making fun of me. Oh, I know which kid you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be the that might be the answer. You know, just make me really mad at you before you send me on the mat. And let me. <laughs> I think y'all should just get out of y'all's own head. And How do you get do out that? There, get out there and go. Like I shouldn't have to make you angry to you want do to, to do it. 
I mean, that's personal battle, battle like personal, like something you have to figure out for yourself. Different people have different methods and ways to go about it. Guess what will help with that? I mean, in wrestling, it's a lot easier for me to get angry just because there's so many people. Oh, mean. They are so mean. A couple of them have asked me questions. I have no idea why. But co my coach will, he'll, he'll get me to be angry. He'll get me to use my strength out there. I don't know how the difference is, but I do get angrier, and it does help me with wrestling because it's more of like a muscling sport. Yeah, you could say. I feel like in competition, though, that's what a lot of it is for me because I don't just go out there and try to kill people right off the bat. Like I'm a I'm a slow starter. I think like it takes me a minute. I like to fill out the situation, and you can't do that in competition because they just like. They'll take advantage. Yeah, and so it just. It leaves me in a pickle. I mean, you can't, you can't muscle. It, it's not right to muscle, but you should always be firm with your movements. Right. And some people don't understand the difference. It's weird. It's a weird, it's a fine line I'm walking right now. Figuring it out. I enjoyed that back and forth that I just had. <laughs> that was a good back and forth. It was. Uh, so... <clears throat> we segue about hand gestures, ask tell about competing. You were about to ask Caitlin uh, the question I always ask. Yep. So, Caitlin, we ask every single person that comes on the podcast. Uh, the first question is Have you ever been in a fight, like a real fight? And if the answer is yes, you know, you pick one. You can tell us, you know, I've been in a lot of fights or I've been in one fight or whatever. You, t you pick the best story, like the one that you think makes the best story. You don't have to say names, but you tell us about it and try to make us feel like we were there. Like, you want, I want you to describe this so that the audience can feel like they were there. Like, the best story you can come up with. Or not that you, I don't want you to make up a story, I want the best story. Oh god. I've only been in one fight and it was absolutely hilarious because I don't fight often, but I was like Well uh, hold on. You said you've only been in one fight and then you just said I don't fight often. So which is it? I mean I fight often, but not real fights. Well <laughs> this is gonna sound so made up, but it's true. I was about eight or nine. I was in Chick-fil-A playground. Because my grandparents had taken me there, and I had met up, I had recognized somebody. He was about, I'd say he was about a year or two older than me, and he started bullying me in that Chick-fil-A playground. And so he, he was just being so rude to me because I've always been a small person. He's making fun of me, bullying me, so that I just kicked this man in the shins. I'm over here slapping him in the face like an eight-year-old. And then I go out doing the craziest thing. I take a tiny little pebble, just straight up his nail. Into his nail. 
And then this guy screams in pain, and he's like 10. So he goes and goes and cries to his mom. And his mom gets the Chick-fil-A security. So I go and I dart up, like, into those little, because you know, there's the like, tunnels, the, like the little tunnels. And then I hide up there for about an hour and a half, because none of the workers can get me down. And I finally come down, and they shut down the Chick-fil-A playground, and I get banned from that Chick-fil-A as a seven or eight-year-old. <laughs> that is definitely not what I was expecting. Me neither. It's the one fight I've been in. Like, when you were, when you started this out and said Chick-fil-A playground, I'm thinking, oh, like, my mind, having fun with it and kind of being dark, like, oh, smash your head into the slide or the ball pit. Like, take a ball, try to shove it down their throat. No. You were a G, and... Breaking like the Geneva Code, putting a pit bull up the fingernail. I mean, that guy was a jerk to me, and I actually, <laughs> I take it back. I had a fight with the same person. Actually, we met up at a birthday party. I pushed him into a river. He. That's not a real fight. No, no that's but being I a still, bully. <laughs> he deserved it. He was. So he kept we, funny. we found the bully. And then he pushed one of my friends. Before, after you pushed him into a river. It was before. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe you pushed your friend because you pushed him in a river. You took it to a dark level, like, smash their head into the slide. No, I think you kind of jam a pebble at their fingernails a little bit worse. <laughs> I was like, sip <laughs> I didn't, that was before I'd ever figured out MMA. One of the reasons I actually started MMA, I was like, well, I can't throw, I can't catch, I can't run. Maybe I'll do jujitsu. I mean, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> hey, I can't catch. I can't throw. I'm not big. I can't play basketball. Maybe I should just learn to fight people. That's what I said. <laughs> I would never be an athlete if it wasn't for fighting. Absolutely. That's exactly how I am. I, try, I tried softball. I got scared. <laughs> I, I tried. I've seen you roll people three times your size. Why yeah. are you scared of softball? Yeah, I was rolling Adam. He... I don't know how much he weighs, but he's at least in his 300s, and I'm I'm like 109 right now, I think. Three times your size, like I said. So why are you scared of softball? I don't know. I just I can't catch. I can't throw. So I'm always like, oh my god, it's gonna hit me in the face. So that's why I do jujitsu. <laughs> that's hilarious. Where people can hit you in the face yeah. instead of balls. Exactly. Like you have given me a bloody nose before. I remember it was just me and Jansen at morning class. I gave him a blood note, and then I gave you a blood note, and I felt horrible. Wait, we have found a bullet. What? <laughs> yeah, so I come in after that class, and both of you guys had bloody nose the same day. What exactly happened? And I want Bam Bam to tell this story, because I don't trust you. <clears throat> so this was actually the Saturday after Gavin had me in the nose. So my nose was already, like, messed up. So one week later, after already being needed nose and I was knocked out and had a bloody nose, you actually, I think, just fell on my nose. We were doing uh, guard passing, and she just fell over the guard, like kind of like the more entry, and just fell right on my face. <laughs> how did you? How did you break? How did you bust Jansen's nose? Um, I think I kicked him in the face. I never, I never meant to kick him in the face. It was not my intention to kick him in the face, but I did kick him in the face, and it was very funny. I'm sorry, Jansen. I'm sorry. I'll be watching now for a live streaming. Uh, I didn't know that. I just 
just recorded. We're gonna post Wade uh, tonight. So we can say like the game plan for Saturday and everything. They won't see this. Okay, because I was catching myself a little bit what I was saying. Like kids know this, they don't know this. And I hold. How much do I want to say? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good deal. Well, guys, that's Tech Talk uh, with Bam Bam, Taylor, Caitlin, Coach Jimmy. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, hit the bell, get the notifications. Um, guys, we're obviously if you're listening to this, you've already you already know. Uh, we're on Spotify and we're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Apple Play and a few other places. Here's the thing, guys. Um, liking, subscribing, following all those, it actually does help us out a lot. Uh, we're trying to, to get more views in, in order to get other people seeing our stuff and get the algorithm to pick us up. You guys have to actually hit the like button and the subscribe button so that other people say, hey, this person likes it. Maybe this other person does. So do that for us. It does help us out. Uh, if you want to be a part of this and just show up and talk, have fun with us. This is all this is. Uh, we talk about what we got going on and all that stuff. That's what it is. We just have fun, laugh, and talk about the gym. And, um, this is why I do what I do because I love, I love this. I love the gym. I love watching grappling matches. That's why we're doing the tournament. Uh, I just love being around this community and the way that we do things. Anyway, guys, thank y'all so much. You guys got anything to say before we get up off, off here? I do not. I don't think so. I just hope I can compete. Nice. Maybe we'll find somebody I'm supposed to be at. I'll probably have some messages by the time we get off here. Man, you guys have a beautifully blessed week. We'll see you guys Saturday. Um, this will be aired after that, so we will have already seen you guys. But whatever. Peace. It's cool.